Got me on the speaker. What? 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 As we go live with the Freak, freak Show Jam. Jam. What? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, you okay? Go live with the Freak Show Jam. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay. A little too excited there. A little bit. Have some water. Hi, baby. Hey, baby. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm just glad you're okay. I almost died. I saw my life. Don't go towards the light. Go away from the light. But it was so bright. Away from the light. But it was so bright. Away from the light. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to another episode of the Freak Show. Jam. Follow the darkness. Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's a real song. Okay. Um, you merely adopted the dark. The what? I was raised by it, molded by it. Mm. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. I'm paraphrasing brain. Uh, Bane. <laughs> brain? Yeah, brain. Yes, brain from Arthur. Arthur was brain from Pinky and the brain. <laughs> One is a genius, the other's insane. I love those cartoons. Uh, so. I know my choking through everything for a loop. No, 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 not even, not even that. Um. Now that, now that you got me thinking about older cartoons, um, Netflix keeps trying to get me to watch this show, The Cuphead Show. Reminds me of the Animaniacs. Yeah, it just reminds me of, like, just older cartoons in general. Like, the, not so much like the, like, the Tex Avery kind of style that, you know, that we see through the through Looney Tunes, but a little bit more like the, uh, the kind of old Disney animation. We're tiny, we're toony. A little bit, yes, Tiny Toons slightly, but Tiny Toons was also in the style of Looney Tunes. Oh. I guess. Yeah. We're invading your TV. We're invading your ears, invading your podcast uh, app. <gasps> no. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Soon you will. Soon you will. So what's going on, baby? Oh my goodness! What is going on? There's a lot going on. We've been watching Never Have I Ever. Oh my goodness. I think we're... How many episodes? We're like four episodes off, right? Finishing it? Yeah, I think we have four left. Okay. I like it. Trent. Trent is the MVP this season. Oh, definitely. But yeah, we have four episodes left of the new season. It's very... it's, It's a lot of guac. Oh, of course. Like this is this is clearly like supposed to at least for viewers our age this is supposed to like make you see like I guess your teenage self making the same mistakes they're making. Oh, it's just like no. Did you make mistakes like that, baby? Oh yeah. Did you ever not talk to a crush? Uh yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was you know, that that was like a a real tough thing for me back then. Really? I was like confessing crushes. How many crushes did you have? I don't know. 
put their names on the air. Jeez, no. Let me look them up. (laughs) Kidding, kidding, (laughs) kidding. The other day, I saw um, Cyrex over here getting a weird message. From someone who's trying to be slick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go us, ahead, baby. Tell us, baby. Tell okay. us what I caught. Tell us what I caught you doing. So, in Pokemon Go... No, okay, you can start it like that. Yeah! <laughs> tell us. Tell us about how there was a slick challenger. Jeez. So, at the time of this recording, it's the last day of an event tied to the World Championships for all competitive forms of Pokemon, and it's happening in London. Okay. So, the tie-in event in Pokemon Go involves um, involves you playing against, be, uh, being able to go to Pokestops and play against... That, that is to say battle against um, challengers that are basically stock versions of, like, I guess, championship qualifying players and their teams. Hmm. And one form of this is the slick challenger. <laughs> and so <laughs> Super Elsie happened to see me be challenged because she was helping me spin a stop because uh, I was driving. Um... And it was a it was a female slick challenger, and it's like sup. Mhm. What's up? What is up, baby? Mhm. I see you trying to be slick with your challenger. What even? I don't know. I'm just being extra. Yeah. There's also novice challenger, ambitious challenger, and a couple other types. But yeah, that was I think that was pretty hilarious. Goodness, baby. I'm so guac. You are. I love it. <laughs> I love your guac. And, hey, I mean, I'm just saying, if you only know Pokemon Go, you should hop on Pokemon Go because Pokemon Go is popping. Is it? It is. Popping. It is popping. You gotta make it. It is popping. Nice. No, it's too. Puppy? Did you give me a puppy? Did you give me a puppy? Yay! I'm sorry, y'all. That's not the case. I'm not giving. I'm not giving. I'll see a puppy. I threw a tantrum earlier. What was that I wanted? I don't even remember now. I don't know what I want. I I wanted something. What did I want? You're just making yourself sound more more. I was gonna say more castle. But yeah, I mean, it, was a, it wasn't a real tantrum. Oh, I, I know. I don't throw tantrums. Well, yeah, I do, but not like that. <laughs> what was that I wanted? What did I want? I don't know. Remember! I'm trying. No, you're not. I'm trying a little bit. No, you're not. <laughs> I am trying a little bit. Liar! I'm not not trying. <laughs> you're not 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 trying. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, we're so quack today. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, please excuse uh 
these Extra heaping stuff. helpings of guac all over your enchilada. It's it's basically a guac with a side of enchilada at this point. Guac soup. Yeah. All right, Ricky. So what do we got? What do you have for us? So, um, I mean, do we want to talk about the season uh, of Never Have I Ever so far? So far, it's good. Yeah, I, I I like how how they're exploring the fallout of the spoilers. By the way, pew, 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 pew. um, the fallout of Kamala and um, what, and Prashant just not getting together. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the grandma was like so guac about um, like didn't want to talk to her for days. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the whole thing with the teacher, like, I feel bad for him. Like, yo, show some respect for him. He was one of the, he was one of the tenors. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but she's being extra guac. Oh, yeah, super Mm. extra guac. Mm. Yeah, I like how generally understanding the mom is. Yeah. But Davy is just like sabotaging herself at every turn. Like just all the, uh, why? No one makes sense. No one thinks we make sense. No one else thinks. No one else thinks. No one else thinks. Like, bro. <laughs> you know, like you're seriously just gonna bust your head just trying to, trying to just imp- or make everybody understand you when you're not even trying to make everybody understand. Just live. They and they don't understand. That's too bad for them. And you living will make the ones who can understand understand. Yeah. Again, not that it quite matters, but you know, those who are supposed to understand understand. So, well, she did, and she's one of the main two. So, who's supposed to understand? Mm-mm. And so, uh, that time jump was crazy. I didn't expect a time jump mid season. Almost gives the vibe that they intended to, like, try to drop these, like, I don't know, a couple weeks apart or something like that. Like, remember how they did Mr. Iglesias? Uh, six episodes and then five episodes? And then no renewal. Mr. Iglesias! Oh, that's right, it wasn't renewed. Damn shame. Damn shame. So we have more of this. We have more of this anti trans rhetoric. Like, it's just utterly crazy. Mm. Uh, Marge Green was on Tucker Carlson recently. Goodness. Let's see. So, okay, so here's a tweet. Um,. Marjorie Taylor Greene releases bill to medically detransition all trans teens. It also targets trans adults. Ban on care and forced detransition for trans teens. Bans insurance coverage for adult trans health care. Mm-hmm. Bans higher education and accreditation from teaching trans health care. Its aim is to detransition as many people, including adults, as possible 
by removing insurance coverage and targeting people who teach how to care for trans people and more. This would even bar psychology programs from teaching to recommend affirming care to trans people. Uh, the next tweet, this is a thread. This bill is 100% genocide, which, yeah. Yeah. It would bar EMTs from learning how to care for trans people. That's horrific. Like, um, oh, am I, like, these are the type of, this is the type of shit that, I, and I'm surprised that we haven't, like, seen this on TV. Uh, somebody's trying to say this, but maybe it's because it's too flagrant. Um, what, when the, when the EMT gets there, what are they gonna do? Oh, is this a man? Is this a woman? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's, like, the type of shit they would say. Mm-mm-mm. It would bar therapists from recommending the best medical care. And it would bar medical schools from teaching surgeons and endocrine, um, from teaching surgeons and endocrinologists. Oh, oh, like how to, oh, wow. Yeah. Like how to care for trans people. Let me see if I can pull up the article that he's linking to. Why is Marge Green still in office? Her term hasn't ended, and she's probably running unopposed. She's, I'm sure she's running... Oh, wait, no. There's people trying to primary her. Yeah. But she's... Well, she was the highest fundraiser, but then she started hemorrhaging money because she, you know, like all of them, wasn't using that money for the, for the actual uh, campaign. Was she donating to Trump's funds? Probably, but she was also... Let the, she was also probably... Um, oh, yeah. Huh? What is it that she does? Those expensive commercials. Oh, yeah. She needed to buy another weapon so she can, you know, raffle. What is it? Where is it that she says she does her, her exercise? Oh, CrossFit. Oh, yeah. She was probably doing one of those. I mean, she seems to have her own little uh, disorganized-looking CrossFit gym in her... Backyard. In her, in her little, um, you know, in, in her house. Let me see, though. Is this the one with the clip? Yeah, I think this is the one. Her voice annoys me, and I don't live with her. I don't know her children feel. Yeah, I, th- and, and I love this, too, because it's, it even, they say on Fox News, Marjorie Taylor Greene announces new legislation to protect children. Okay, so let's. Let's hear this. That's the way they're selling it. Oh, yeah. That's the only way they can. Mm. It comes. Yeah, before we... uh, Like, the the whole thing is they even even get into, oh, they'll get bullied. Yeah, by people like you. Yeah. By the... By you... People like you are raising their kids to think like this, and they're the ones who want these laws passed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you literally want this law passed gender-affirming care, which is really child abuse. This is actually an assault, and it's child abuse. And this this practice should never happen. It's so disgusting and appalling, and it's an embarrassment to our country. You see, I'm one of those that believes the Republican Party is only worth 
um, worth being a, a, a true party, worth deserving of the people's votes, if we are willing to stand up and stop horrific things like child abuse and like so-called gender-affirming care, which is really genital mutilation, it, it's puberty blockers that cause chemical castration, uh, teenage girls actually having their breasts chopped off, uh, teenage boys being castrated. This needs to be illegal, and I'm introducing a bill called Protect Children's Innocence Act, and it would create a law that would cause it to be a Class C felony for any person involved in so-called gender-affirming care. That means genital mutilation surgery, that means hormones, that means puberty blockers, anything involving any, any youth under the age of 18, because these kids are too young to make these awful decisions Pause that will affect... These children are too young to make these decisions, and yet you're making children carry babies to terms, carry a fetus to term. You know, next they're gonna they're gonna start saying that children are too young to decide that that was rape. I mean, here in Florida, we have the case of a sixteen-year-old who they said that she couldn't get an abortion because she was not mature enough for an abortion. Okay, but she's mature enough to have a child? Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, that's... But see, they're not saying... What I just said, they're not saying that yet because it's it's far too egregious because people generally agree. Uh, we on, have a Republican saying that women should carry a rape child to term because it's going to help her with her healing. With her fucking healing. I will let... Elsie, shut up. No, 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 say that shit. Nope. No, no, no. Okay. Let's so. see one of her family members get raped and see what she's going to do. Yeah, not that we wish that on them, we but don't, like, but yeah, these imagine. Are, but like, these are people who are speaking for other people without them experiencing them on themselves. This is a woman who looks like a man, by the way. Marge Green looks like a damn man. Okay. And with a horse face. She, she do got a horse face. But she's here talking about, oh, it's child abuse. You do not know what it's like for someone to not really identify with their gender. And it is a lot more common if she will sit through a psycho psychology course, or if she will sit through a science course, or if she will sit through any educational courses about the situation. Of course not. Didn't Tim Scott say something about uh, that Democrats are trying to allow abortions at 52 weeks pregnancy? Yeah, an elephant? Like, um... <sighs> So 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 people so people are pregnant for a year. Apparently, mm -hmm. uh, I really wanna like not. when I when I was listening to this yesterday on my walk, I really just my stomach turned when she named when she said the name of the act, or the name of the bill, the Protect Children's Innocence Act. That's really what it is all, all about. They, they don't care to protect children because, I mean, what, what you just said about, about uh, victims of rape mm -hmm. and how all these states want to draw attention away. All these states with these, uh, with these uh, abortion bans, which let's actually take a look because I'm pretty sure that So Informed had, yeah, abortion trigger bans that go into effect three states this week. This is from, this is from last night. Okay. 13 uh, states had abortion trigger laws on the books before the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Wyoming. Look, 
I don't mean to shit on people in those states, but let's keep it real. All of those states have atrocious numbers, have atrocious rankings for education, for healthcare, for median wage, for poverty. These are states that need a lot of help. That not not just need that also. Um, these are also states that, and and I'm a firm believer in us being one country, so I don't want to place too much importance on this, but this is what people forget about when they talk about states' rights and they emphasize, they, they try to act like we're 50 countries in one big old united Christian kingdom. That's not how it works here. Um, even Even though in some ways, unfortunately, that is how it works. These are also states that receive a lot more from the federal government than they give. Mm-hmm. These are states that produce a lot less than the help they need because the people there just need, uh, you know, just person for person need more help than, uh, well, not even not even person for person. Uh, it's probably it's probably honestly similar levels, but like greater proportions of their people of their populations need help so this is <clears throat> this is clearly to keep to keep people this is this is to perpetuate generational poverty um, abortion trigger laws were crafted to go into effect if Roe v Wade was overturned by the court now this is now that this is a reality here it is on August 25th Barring court interference, trigger bans in three states will go into effect. So for Idaho, um, six weeks. Banned at about six weeks, another law in effect allows potential relatives of an embryo or fetus to sue abortion providers within four years of the procedure. Within four years of the procedure. Oh, love this. Uh, The policy does not apply to rapists but still applies for the rapist family members. So it does apply for the rapist. How, how many rapists are defended by their parents? Six weeks, you said? Yeah. So a missed period. Yeah, so, ba- so ba- it's a total ban, basically. When they do this shit, they, even if they don't know, they know. They don't know how the fucking you know, cycles work. They don't know the biology, and when, they, and when they're taught it, they don't care. What they know is... They they just they just they just know from experience this is enough time to effectively ban it. So that it's the it's it's the whole they're stupid he they're stupid in the way that hurts people, but they're smart in a way that hurt then in another way that hurts people, and they can pile they can combine those basically. Um. So on August twenty fifth, barring intervention from courts, the state will impose. Uh, S-1385, a near-total abortion ban that was signed into law March 2020. Uh, under the law, pregnant people will only be able to get an abortion in case of rape, incest, or if the life is threatened. Providers could face a felony charge and up to five years in prison for uh, performing an abortion. Uh, DOJ has sued the state of Idaho in an attempt to block the ban from going into effect. Apparently, a ruling is supposed to go... Basically, um, by the time you guys hear this, the ruling will be out last week. Because it's tomorrow from now. Why haven't we 
done anything to codify Roe v. Wade. They did something in the House, didn't they? It's just, I mean, is it that, pass opinion, the Senate? that opinion shouldn't even be valid, considering three of the people on that fucking Supreme Court all, com- all committed treason by lying under oath and saying that this was already a, what was the word that they used? Precedent. Uh, president. And, and um, I think it was Neil Gorsuch who said precedent on precedent. It was either him or Kavanaugh um, because, of, because of Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Um, what is it? Yeah. Biden and Congress should be, which he, which he still controls, which rather, which the, which his party still controls, um, should be able to team up in some way, shape or form to check, uh, the Supreme court as this is very much against the will of the people. Mm-mm. Hopefully what they're doing now, cause allegedly what they're doing is supposed to be, is supposed to be codifying Roe. Like, through Congress, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm moving to Canada, baby. Honestly. Congress codify abortion rights. Okay, so last month they did pass... They did pass a, a bill to codify abortion rights. Um, let's see. Women's Health Protection Act would enshrine the protections for, of Roe v. Wade into law. House already passed the bill last year, but it did not advance to a Senate vote in May. Of course not. Um, all Republicans and Henry Cuellar um, voted against the measure. And Henry Cuellar is going to win his seat again. He won the primary, um, you know, because a lot of Republican money went into his campaign to beat Jessica Cisneros. And, um, yeah, he's going to win that seat again. So he's going to be another uh, vote. So that that means that the only way to move forward is to, as far as the House, is to increase the majority. Um, because he's going to be, he's going to be in, you know. Oh, and I love that. Um, remember, remember, um, hey, anybody who's a centrist Democrat out there or who's, uh, you know, uh a logical Republican or a practical Republican or any of that bullshit. Hmm. This uh, Women's Health Protection Act, again, all Republicans voted against it, including your hero, uh, Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mr. Reasonable Guy, Adam Kinzinger. Um, now, let's see. Now, Adam Kinzinger did vote for... The Ensuring Women's Right to Reproductive Freedom Act, which would reaffirm the right to someone seeking an abortion to travel freely across state lines. Okay. Three Republicans joined all Democrats on that. So so basically we had the same the same two hundred and nineteen Democrats, but now Henry Cuellar is joining his uh his party. I mean, Isn't he on the investigation? Yeah, for like uh, some IRS audit, I think. Yeah. And he he's being joined by uh, Kinzinger, Upton, and Fitzpatrick, who are all Republicans. Uh, plus, again, the 219 Democrats who did the right thing and backing that bill. 
that's weird. Hmm. That's weird. I, 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 I think it's weird that there's four people who were like, nah, let's not codify Roe, but we're like, yeah, let's codify their right to cross state lines. That is weird. So you support uh, certain states' rights to, uh, or certain, you, you support the idea that certain states have the right to say, nah, fuck that, no abortion, even though there is no majority in any state that uh, wants that. Hmm. Yeah, fuck you guys. That is weird. F- fuck Kinzinger, fuck Upton, fuck, fuck Fitzpatrick, and fuck Cuellar. Uh, despite passage in the Democratic-led House, the bills are almost certain to fail in the Senate, where they would require 60 votes or the suspension of filibuster rules and a simple majority. Yeah. So they'll fail. Mm. Now, um, okay, since we're here, uh, <laughs> we talked about Idaho, Tennessee... Uh, Tennessee has banned abortions once cardiac activity is detected. So it's basically a heartbeat bill. And um, the new law makes... Yeah, the hu- it's the Human Life Protection Act, which was signed into law in May 2019. Makes exceptions only if the life of the pregnant person is at risk. No exceptions in the, uh, for cases of rape or incest. Uh, Texas, not surprising. Uh, we'll talk about Texas a little bit later, though. Um, but they say, again, six weeks, because of a 1925 pre-Roe abortion ban, no exceptions for rape or incest, exceptions only when person, pregnant person's life or health is at risk. What year? From 1925. Um, now on August 25th, uh, they will take further steps to punish those involved in performing an abortion. Uh, HB 1280, second degree felony, if a person performs, induces, or attempts an abortion. The penalty increases to a first degree felony if the unborn child dies. The law also allows Texas, so what's... What's the what's the use of that? So so throw everyone in jail and give the child to whom if they do live? I'm sorry. 97 years ago? Yeah. You know what it is? Throw everyone in jail because they're expecting everyone to be a Democrat liberal that's going through this so they can have the right of, you know, being able to get their way with yeah, all of their it's Republicans. A long con. Except there's a lot of white Republican women who are getting abortions. So, hmm. Yeah, but not white men. No, but a lot of these white men are rapists. Yeah, uh, remind me also, um, I want to talk about that whole what is a woman discussion, because that that, that, that shit is bullshit. Every time I think of a white rapist, I think of that Brock guy. The swimmer. Swimmer. What was his name, Brock? The one that, like, assaulted or raped a girl behind a garbage can at a party? Oh, yeah. What's his name? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that dude. I think it was Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but... But we don't want to ruin his life. No, no. You just ruined somebody else's. Right? But you know what? It doesn't matter because women are second-class citizens. 
to them, absolutely. Uh, here's, here are ones that are already in effect. Arkansas. Um, all Bans all abortions except, except in the case of life-threatening emergency. A medical provider could face up to 10 years in prison. A fine of 100000 Or both. Arkansas, let's remind you. I, I was hoping Arkansas would come up because all I've been thinking about since I read, we started reading this post is when Asa Hutchinson, the governor was trying to defend the, the the laws there. And he's talking about, oh, we'll have the discussion. Okay, but the law that's already in effect has no exceptions. Yeah, the discussion will continue. The discussion will continue. Okay, and in the meantime, even if I'm to believe you that the discussion would continue, which I know anybody with some sense obviously wouldn't, um, but... In the meantime, there there are people suffering. There are people who can get pregnant suffering. There are people who uh, need, you know, their access to their to, to contraceptive uh, medications for, uh, you know, for period regulation for, for different reasons. Yep. Preacher, baby. And, I mean, come on. That's the, any, any state that has these trigger laws, any access to contraception i just i can't sit here and believe without read without seeing the law myself uh you know isn't a pain in the ass to get kentucky court request uh granted a request by ag daniel cameron to enforce kentucky's trigger law which bans all abortions in the state except where risk of death or six uh, substantial risk of death of the pregnant person is a factor, as well as an explicit six-week ban. You know, when the when the the life is you know in danger, the life of the pregnant person is in danger. A lot of times, that's you know, well past six weeks. Mm. So, you know, time-sensitive cases of the pregnant person being in danger. There's going to be a sharp increase, if there isn't already, in deaths. Well, funny I mentioned that. Um, I'm looking at here a post, and it's a tweet that says, I'm haunted by this South Carolina Republican representative, Neil Collins, realizing that the anti-abortion bills he supported are now forcing women and girls to carry non-viable pregnancies at the risk of sepsis, death, and loss of the uterus. All of these were outcomes that were inevitable and predicted. But he didn't care. So no, I don't feel I don't feel bad for him. He didn't care. He he wanted to he wanted to ride that evangelical wave. Mm-mm-mm. I just I really wish I could understand like truly what's going on, truly how they do their mental gymnastics. The whole every life is precious, but then once they're born, it's like nah. What the fuck? Government assistance? The fuck? So, I, tax tax me more, so that your lazy ass could could not work. And it's like they are working, and mm. and if they're not, chances are if they're not working right now, it's because they just had the baby. What the fuck? Sorry. Go ahead. I just got distracted with Ron DeSantis' new commercial. Oh no. What in the fuck? I I don't know if I mentioned this already, but 
Yeah, there was a Ron DeSantis commercial that I that it was on Hulu. It was an ad on Hulu, and you know I'm paying for the I'm paying for the ad version. Uh, of of Hulu that is, and it's it's talking about this whole, this whole like this mom was so grateful when DeSantis opened the schools, you know it was like such a it was such a relief and it was just like such an opportunity to move forward. Nigga, what? Goodness. Like all I hear when I am, and I'm not, I'm not a parent, but all I hear when I when I when I see some shit like that was, oh my goodness, DeSantis got these kids out of my house. Because he could have he could have helped with childcare. He could have made he could have passed bills. He could have pushed the the the, the legislature, the Republican led legislature to pass bills putting more money into childcare so that those parents wouldn't have to worry about being at home and losing and losing out on money cuz that's the talking point they're trying to push yeah. is that they couldn't they couldn't work because of a lack of childcare who's the reason for the lack of childcare republicans they're the ones who operate you know like it's supposed to be the man out working and the woman home raising the kids, but uh, does anybody make enough money for that? I mean, let's assume that let's let's assume we still live in a world where every woman just wants to be at home, uh, which, which let's assume we ever lived in that world, um, where every woman even wants to be at home, uh, or you know, every every household has one of the parents. Let's let's actually open that up. Every parent, every household has one of the parents um, wanting to stay at home raising the kids and the other parent out working, the, um, you know, their full time job. Are they making enough money for that? Mm. Is that two parent nuclear family even representative of everybody? We got a lot of divorces. We got a lot of single parents. Yeah. Got a lot of, of, of parents who were just never there for their kid. So that. That whole, that whole, um, you know, basically that's just a bullshit ass pipe dream that, that makes it look like he did something when he didn't. Everyone fucking praising DeSantis for, oh, he opened up, he opened up the state and, you know, so, so a few people, like everybody criticized him for opening up the state. Yeah. Cause more people died cause he hid numbers on deaths. He should be criticized. He did the fucking irresponsible thing that you wish you could do. He did, he did what, he, he basically did Trump after Trump. And y'all want to praise him for that because people that, people that you don't know and don't care about and don't have to worry about died. But damn, did the, did the economy, you know, did, did rich people start making money again? Did, did, were businesses able to open back up? Were people able to go back out? Yeah. Sorry, what was in the ad that you saw? Oh my goodness, you need to watch it first because it's it's a little intense. We're going to watch this DeSantis ad and then come right back. Please hold. Wow, so that was something. So it was a, it was a, it was a parody of, uh, of him being in this coat, him being in this like Air Force coat. Like he wants to be Carol Danvers so bad. Mm. Yo, he's literally the type of person who like... Um, 
what's it called? Suppo- supporters of DeSantis who are Marvel fans, they spend all fucking day complaining about Captain Marvel. And um, yeah, they're, now look now look at your boy. He wants to be Carol Danvers so fucking bad. Um, I mean, obviously he was trying to be Tom Cruise in Top Gun, but. <laughs> you know, I never liked Tom Cruise. I just never cared. I mean, I, I think he's good, but it's just I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think I was. Too, I think I was also like when he was hot. I was too young for like most of his movies, and I just don't care. Yeah. And like, um, like I remember seeing this analysis of like talking about how Top Gun is like a super, like, army propag or military propaganda movie, and how military, um, military enlistment, ex- like expanded hugely military enlistment skyrocketed after that movie got hot bigly bigly (laughs) yeah i could see it come on we've all known those people that um you know once they're once they're in the military their whole personality is the military and i love our troops but like i'm talking about the ones who they will shill like for anything any like they they see themselves as like a mouthpiece for the for the military like like they're down to just defend our uh you know our government's decades i mean honestly centuries but decades uh of warmongering you're just up for it every time you say warmongering i think of black panther cuz killmonger yeah i honestly think of iron man 1 cuz ironmonger Ah. Yeah. So, uh, since we're here on DeSantis, let's see him at Turning Point. Yo, uh, by the way, if you're speaking at Turning Point USA, Mm. uh, rather, if you're worshipping somebody who speaks at Turning Point USA, you're fucking up. Like, CPAC is bad enough, but then Turning Point USA is worse and then if you're supporting somebody who speaks at AFPAC, you're a white supremacist. Yep. Like, there's there's clearly levels to this shit. So, DeSantis at Turning Point. Ugh. can't just stand idly by while why, why, why woke ideology ravages every institution in our society. We must fight the woke in our schools. We must fight the woke in our businesses. He really likes the word woke. Aren't you pro-business? We must fight the woke in government agencies. We can- What is the woke in government agencies? So basically fight the anti-corruption? And never ever surrender to woke ideology. And I'll tell you this, the state of Florida is where woke goes to die. Also- Yeah. Um, yo, he sounds like Victor Orban. I don't even know what to tell you. It's like the woke. The woke. That's that's Ron Mussolini for you. The woke. Woke, woke, woke. Woke, 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 woke. Yeah, that's their favorite word now. That's like that's as funny as as them being against Antifa. You know that Antifa is a shorthand for 
anti-fascist. Yeah. So if you're anti-anti-fascist, if I'm doing my math correctly, it means you're a fascist. Mm. Uh, let's see. We see right through you, Ronnie. We see right through you, Ronnie. What in the fuck? Sorry, Louisiana, an appeals court allowed the state's the state's ban to be enforced as the legal battle continues, effectively banning all abortions in the state with exceptions made only in cases when pregnancy threatens life of the pregnant person or when a fetus has conditions that are incompatible with sustaining life after birth. Meaning, if that fetus, if, if, you, if, if the doctors can see, um, this fetus won't live. They, they're not growing a heart. Like, there's, like, fatal defects here. Sorry, you gotta keep it. Then Louisiana law is basically saying, yeah, but just wait and see. Cause, the cause, power of prayer. Yeah, if you pray hard enough, by the time them nine months are over and that, and that baby's coming out of you... It'll be full. It'll be fully fledged, just like God intended. I, I, I fucking hate this. I don't man. think that's a Louisiana accent, but y'all get the point. I hate this. It's horrible, but um, I just want to get back also to uh, I, the reason we deviated to, to this is because like the trans and um the trans ban and the I mean this this rape ban honestly that they're going for. That shit really that shit really is together. Mm-hmm. It's a these are forms of population control. Um so uh, the there I just kind of want to come back to uh to Mars Green with her what is it? Crap. With crap. Did you have a brain fart? A little bit. Was it a, as big as Ben's? <laughs> Spoiler alert! Right. So, yeah, Marge Green, with her, with her nonsense and her repetitive talking points, she literally, in this interview, kept going back to, quote, using, using, um, um, care in quotes. I forgot what exactly she said, but... A law that would cause it to be a Class C felony for any person involved in so-called gender-affirming care. That is it. That means genital mutilation, surgery... That means hormones, that means puberty blockers, anything involving any any youth under the age of 18, because these kids are too young to make these awful decisions that will affect them and will be permanent for the rest of their lives. You cut the breasts off a little girl, you should go to prison, of course. You perform a, a medically unnecessary hysterectomy on a little girl, you should be in prison. So, I mean, I... That is not happening. That is not happening. Assume you're going to get every Republican vote for this. You know, I should have every single Republican co-sponsor, but unfortunately I don't yet. I only have five co-sponsors. I'm talking to all of my colleagues and urging them because, Tucker, let me tell you something. This is a referendum on the Republican Party. When we take back the majority, if the American people elect us, we, need to, we have a lot of work to do. Not only do we need to impeach Merrick Garland, we need to clean out the corrupt FBI. We need to hold the Democrats.
Democrats accountable and defund all of their climate garbage. 87,000 IRS Army. But there's one thing that we have got to do, and we're not even a party worth deserving of the American people's votes. If we cannot protect children from this horrific child abuse and create this to be a felony, because this practice has to end. It's the, it's the kind of things nightmares are made of, and these are monsters under kids' beds that are doing these horrific things to them. Hillary Duff said it. This is what dreams are made of. What the fuck? This is so creepy. Like, when you hear these people talk so obsessively about kids' genitals, and not even looking into the facts, like... I I get, yeah, you know that your talking points are going to work because, you know, the people you're talking to aren't looking into the facts either. Mm-hmm. And they're hearing you talk about protect children, protect children, protect children. But, like, their obsession with this idea of innocence, that's the whole thing. You know, they, they want to promote bullying. They literally, some of them will literally say on TV. Because they are fucking bullies. And they're like, oh, bullying's good for you. Yeah. Bullying makes you tough. Yeah. Until one of your child is bullied and they commit suicide. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jeez, like... Bullying killed them. It's the woke. This is, this is just creepy. This is just fucking projection. How, do, how is your entire day so focused on kids' genitals? Because they're the ones talking about this. Yeah. So, um, what the fuck doctors are, are doing this to kids? What the fuck doctors are out there just, you know, some kid, uh, some kid who, you know, who is whatever, whatever age comes out to their family as trans, they meet with the doctor and then four days later they're, they're in there, you know, for, for bottom surgery. Mm-hmm. That is not what is happening. Sorry, I don't believe you because you're part of the woke. Yeah, yeah. So, um, while I don't have a ton of info, basically the info that I was able to get, and I'm also relying um, on Humanist Report for a lot of his knowledge. Okay. Um. Basically, what happens with kids, the most that happens is social transition. Doctor and therapist will recommend social transition and leave the body alone yeah. until they are an adult. That, that, that actually is the most common course of... Because that's, that's what the prevailing science uh, you know, defends. That's what the, the, the prevailing science suggests and defends. And then once adulthood comes around, mm-hmm. then start talking about uh, hormone replacement, top surgery, and um, I mean they want to they they don't care about that they don't care about freedom because they're talking about uh, they're talking about banning care for adults. They're lying about the kind of care that kids are getting. Right. They're not caring that. To get the kind of care that they do get, it it tends to require the, the support of their parents. So, the party of parents' rights mm. doesn't actually care about parents' rights. No, it doesn't because 
parents are going to be then considered, what is it, a class, class, class C? Class C felons. Yeah, yeah. I thought parents knew best. She's literally the one who was talking on the other, the other day. I forgot what was it. Um, but basically talking about how kids need to be with their biological parents. You want to throw the biological parent in jail? What? That doesn't track. It, it's only convenient. It's a whole convenient thing. The whole Republican Party is like this until it's convenient. Because what is it that we have now from the party of uh, freedom of speech? Um, what was it I was reading the other day? Oh, I was telling you about the firefighter here, the local firefighter. Yeah. Who, what, who made some comments about... Yeah, so Kevin Newcomb, he is a... Is he a Miami or Miami-Dade firefighter? I think he's city of. And this is regarding Detective... Uh, Caesar Echeverry. Yeah. So he made some comments that, yeah, the comments were inappropriate. And, you know, you have a family morning. But he was suspended for his comments. Well, it says he was terminated. Oh, he was terminated. He was terminated for comments. What happened to the party of freedom of speech? Yeah, so this is this is a weird one for me because, like, this was this was a group chat. And you have to imagine it was a group chat among firefighters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Or probably among look. friends. Not even firefighters. I, I just, I feel like it was, I... I my perspective is that it was firefighters, so... Uh, so Cesar Echeverry was, um... So he was fatally shot... Uh, during a confrontation with an armed robbery suspect. Okay. He was a date. He was a, a county police detective. And so let's see. I'm trying to see. What I want to know is how. Look, I, I don't know the details of that confrontation, so I can't comment on... And nor of, of Echeverry's service, so we can't really comment on him. But, I mean... We we know how, how the working class, especially people of color, generally feel about, uh, like, police that they're not... That they personally don't know. You know, of course, everyone, of course, everyone has a better opinion of police officers that they know personally and are acquainted with. That you know, people have a better opinion of people that they know. Right. Um. And if you generally have a good relationship with the police in your area, I mean, that's going to influ- influence your view. And if you generally don't have interactions with the police that's gonna influence your view right and so i I, i'm trying to find where the where the uh where his like rant was here we go so again keep in mind this was a whatsapp group chat and i i still feel like because I don't know. I I don't feel like a friend of his would have would have put that out there. 
But, um, yeah, this was apparently... Okay, I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to give my opinion. Okay. So he says, in the chat, Who cares? Another dead cop, probably against gun control. Goes on to say, Cops exist for the government to exercise its monopoly on violence. They want the whole world to stop when one of theirs goes down. How many idiots I had to transport with honor guard their dead bodies from coronavirus because they were all too stupid to wear masks or get vaccinated. All cops are for is protecting the rich property owners and the status quo. Everything else is the, is a farce. It says expletive the police. Uh, we know we all know he said fuck the police. So, um, in general, I'm like, I mean, that is a dead person. And we don't know the circumstances of, like, if if this person was indeed, if this suspect was indeed, you know, a robber who shot a cop and it wasn't necessarily self-defense, um, you know, it's, it's pretty fucked up that, that, this, that this detective is now dead. Um, having said that, we also can't just sit here and act like, we can't just sit here and act like we knew him and, oh, this guy was, this guy was salt of the earth. He was a hero and, you know, we don't know him. We don't know of him. I mean, everything that Newcomb said, what what did he say that was inaccurate? (laughs) What did Newcomb say there that was inaccurate? He said, cops exist for the government to ex- exercise its monopoly on violence. I, I, I will repeat it. I, what he said was not... It was distasteful. It was distasteful. I mean, he... But it was supposed he had, to... He's oh, the ahead. right to his opinion. Yeah. He has the right to his opinion. We have the freedom of speech. Do we not? There's literally people who have their opinion... That Joe Biden is not the president. There are people who are literally writing, fuck, fuck, what is it, fuck Brandon, or what is it? Let's go, let's Let's go go Brandon, Brandon. and then right underneath, fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. Which is, what's the point? Just say fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, so it's like, are they getting arrested and suspended and terminated from their jobs? There's always a fucking right-wing air with this stuff. I... There's uh, always... Oh, but but conservative people, that's just their opinion. Why do you have to be so mean? Oh, well, this but was with, this firefighter's but opinion. With, but but going, going toward the left, it's, whoa, that's like a really, you know, like, that's going to offend people. It's going to offend a minority of people. Let's keep it real. Conservative, like, true conservatives, we, issue for issue, are a minority in this country. They really are. Um... They want the whole world to stop when one of theirs goes down. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but you, my world's not gonna stop because this this one cop is is dead. You know, my my heart goes out to his family, but you know who who was gonna say? And I, and I don't condone robbery, but had he had he shot the robber, his family would have would have been grieving. Yeah. Now, this is is a big one because this is because you could you could you could argue that the that uh, his other points are, whoa, like, come on, have some respect. This is a firefighter 
who, as he said, had to transport with honor guard their dead bodies from coronavirus because they were all too stupid to wear masks or get vaccinated. This is a state in that had huge problems, has had, has had, and is having huge problems. And to this date, we don't know the numbers because our dear Ronnie, Ron Mussolini, yeah, he uh, didn't really show the real numbers. That's been a farce. His handling of 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 COVID, even though he has been praised, just like how um, what's it called? How how Cuomo was wrongfully praised. Uh, and and that's fucked up. Think about that. Um, you're you're doing your you're in the line of service. You're going into people's homes. Not being vaccinated. Not wearing masks. You're pulling people over, not being vaccinated, not wearing a mask. So now you are endangering them because you're all speaking in their face, license and registration. Uh, and I'm sure some of them did get did wear masks. I'm sure some of them did get vaccinated. But I mean, apparently a, a significant proportion have not. Mm-hmm. All cops are for is protecting the rich property owners and the status quo. Yeah, every time the right wing um, decries protests, they're always talking about protecting property. All the people who defended Rottenhouse, Kyle Rottenhouse, mm-hmm. uh, oh, because he went to protect property. Okay, so you're condoning a kid going over the, going to another state with a gun to protect property? The fuck? Mm-hmm. Should have been at his home sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, I like how this level tells me super hard. Now, uh, the, the the fire chief basically just covered the fire department's ass, talking about, oh, no, law enforcement stick together, even though they didn't stick with one of their own. Um, yeah, so let's see. I feel bad for this guy. The firefighter. And the fact that he had to basically go out and apologize, basically, basically just so he could, just so, let's keep it real. So he could try to fight fire in another city or in another state. Yeah. That's the, because, because the, um, what's it called? Fire departments nationwide already know about this. They have to. Yeah. And so the only ones that'll hire him will be ones that accept his apology. And ones that are that don't know about his apology or that don't believe it won't hire him. And it's a shame because, uh, yo, fire fire over police any day. Yeah. But this was this was supposed to be while I, while I'm not while I'm not uh, crazy about somebody celebrating somebody else's death. I mean, you know. Kind of, you know, um, the fact is it showed that his freedom of speech, you know, was, was clearly secondary to, to the fact that somebody was offended by what he said, because he did not say that publicly. He said that privately. It's because he spoke ill of a cop. I think, I think it was, I think it was to a firefighter who was very pro cop. I think a firefighter who was very pro cop in that chat outed him. I. What else could it have been? I. I don't know. 
I I I don't, I think the move that the the city did was wrong. I don't think he was she should have been terminated. You know, if anything, okay, suspend him for what he said. But you're kind of you know, impacting his freedom of speech. And I hope he sues him. And, and these are the I same said it. Yeah, he should. And and mind you, this is the same this is from from uh the whole a the party of law of, of freedom of speech and be the party of of law enforcement who supports them going out there uh and prioritizing themselves over the basically the people that they're supposed to be protecting and serving mm-hmm. it's really uncomfortable do you think i'm weird for thinking those things no not at all Honestly, I'm with you. Okay, thank you. Just want to make sure, you know? I'm not being too extreme. No, because again, this is a this is a country and a, you know, our our culture in this country is very forgiving toward right-wing views and very hostile toward left-wing views. Even though issue for issue, most people have left-wing views. Until you point it out. People are like, I do not. Right? Yeah, as soon as you put a label on it. Mm. Um, Rick Scott is fucking up again. Oh, goodness. Yeah. What do you do now? So he's trying to lie about how... About how the Inflation Reduction Act is going to it's gonna it's gonna like cut medicare isn't he the one supposed to get rid of medicare yeah literally his rescue america plan wants to wants to turn medicare into discretionary spending medicare is not even included in that act I think it's Medicaid. Then. It's Medicaid and yeah, it's, it's and Medicaid. it's and it's pres- prescription drug plans to put a, a, a cap on the medication. Yeah, but talk he... to me about this act because I read that shit. Oh shit! So, all right. So we got some uh, some Rick Scott lies over here. Rick Scott lies. It does not look like there is any way to stop what is expected to be a very big win here for for Democrats. And I know you're opposed to it, but I want to press you on that because isn't expanding Medicare access good for a state like yours, which has more residents uh, reliant on the Affordable Care Act than any other state? And Republicans like reducing the deficit. The CBO says this will reduce it for by $100 billion over the next decade. Isn't there some good stuff in here for you, too? Tomorrow, here's the way I look at it. Uh, right now, this bill actually ought to be called the War on... Um, Seniors Act. I mean, this is a war on Medicare. You look at this. This is a $280 billion cut in Medicare. So what's going to happen is Medicare is going to get cut, and there's going to be seniors that don't get life-saving drugs because the reducing Medicare not be costs is not to, the same as reducing to... benefits, though. You, you know that. Mm. Margaret, it's $280 billion that would have been spent. It was anticipated to be spent. It's not going to be spent now. And the drug companies that would be doing more research are not going to be able to spend the money on research. There will be life-saving drugs that seniors will not get. 
On top of that, I mean, they're going to raise taxes by over $700 billion. And let's remember, companies don't end up paying the taxes. Shareholders pay the taxes. Lower income for the employees pay the taxes. Less investment pays the taxes. Mm -hmm. So this $700 billion is actually going to hurt the economy. And then while gas prices are $2 more than they were when Joe Biden took office, there's an excise tax on gas. So why would you, you know, we're in a recession. Why would you be increasing the cost of government, increasing taxes, so yes. the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget called your claim there that you just reiterated um, uh, in terms of Medicare spending completely misleading. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office estimates that just about 1% of new drugs would be affected by uh, the changes there on, on drug development. So how do you respond 1%? to that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if your grandmother is not 1% important? If, there's, if, if it impacts... It's only that that one percent is only important to you if it's your wallet. If yeah, you if yeah. your wallet if that if that one wallet is yours, yeah. you're fucking. Come on, don't don't bullshit me, Mister Biggest Medicaid Fraud in this country's history. Right. If it impacts a life saving drug that we could do now, uh, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be cutting Medicare like this. I don't believe it. Also, let's talk about this because he's making it seem like oh because there's a cut in the budget. Um, pharmaceuticals are not going to be able to do that research for the me for the medicine, right? That's something that he mentioned. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Pharmaceutical companies get funding, additional funding that's federal or private that helps with the medication research. It's not through Medicare funding. It's not through Medicaid funding. If it is, I mean, maybe it's a small part of it, but this is something that comes federally. You have the Food and Drug Administration that helps with that. You have private companies that help with that. Don't give us that bullshit. Honestly. Let's see. So we have a... Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure what article this is from, but let's see. In reality, the bill's prescription drug savings would save the federal government nearly $300 billion through 2031 without cutting benefits. Mm -hmm. So he's literally trying to frame that $280 billion as a cut when it's a savings. Yeah. Because uh, he's like, that's a $280 billion that I could have had in my pocket. Lowering Medicare costs is not the same as, as reducing benefits. Quite the opposite. Many measures to reduce costs for the government would reduce costs for individuals as well. And then it goes on to say, after combining the drug cost savings with the bill's other health care provisions, Medicare beneficiaries would see, a decre would see decreases in premiums and out-of-pocket costs, including a $2,000 annual cap on out-of-pocket costs. In addition to saving the government nearly $300 billion, the bill would save American families nearly three hundred billion more. Well then, and uh, I got a couple of what is it? A couple of Politifact articles there too. So the Senate Democrats' reconciliation bill will strip will strip three hundred billion from health from Medicare. That is false, per Politifact. So under the Senate Senate Democratic bill, the federal government would see its outlays reduced. By about three hundred billion, as a result of Medicare negotiation prov uh, provision. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a lot of that money that's going to be saved is going to be making sure that the drug companies that he's alleging won't will be starved for money for research. Uh, actually, that their shareholders can't squeeze every buck out of people who need those who need those uh, medicines. 
just to just to increase their return of investment. So yeah, it's not like he he's he's just speaking like a billionaire who has a bunch of donors to impress. Yep. Uh, instead, by leveraging Medicare's market power, the government would be able to pay less to provide the same medicines. And um, that's what he wants, right? To save money, to to reduce the reduce the deficit. That's all they talk about is the deficit. All he all everything with him always comes back to the deficit. Like, you don't care what the fucking deficit is. Get the fuck out of here. Not only that, if you read this bill, the bill is supposed to reduce the deficit. Yeah. But they're not reading that. Because no. they're talking about pharmaceuticals. They're talking about how it's going to impact their pocket. And also, the only way they can win is by... The only way they can, like, uh, win this this part of the argument is by trying to convince their their viewers and their supporters that uh, the entire Democratic Party... That's, that's the thing with them, is that the entire Democratic Party, every single Democrat, is always on board with whatever thing they're saying that they're on board with at this particular time. Mm-hmm. And this particular time is that they're just down to spend the shit out of your tax money on pipe dreams and all that kind of stuff that can't come true when it's just like let's keep it real this half the shit you're half the shit you're talking about uh at least in those derisive ways that's what american that's what most americans want their taxes going to mm-hmm. most americans don't want their taxes going to the fucking defense budget nope so let's see um the next one, oh, here, Rick Scott and the case of Columbia HCA. Woo-wee! All right, so. Uh, Rick Scott's opponents for governor. Oh, this is an old one. I see. This is from 2010. Rick Scott has spent $10, $15 million. $15 million in half as many weeks to fund... Uh, the public image repair squad's pricey and misleading public uh, a paid media campaign. It's no surprise that he had skyrocketed in the polls since uh, Floridians are just beginning to learn about his questionable past. His lead will evaporate when Floridians learn Rick Scott oversaw the most massive Medicare fraud in American history. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen. He won that election, unfortunately. But that, that is to say the, the popularity evaporating... He unfortunately won that election and then uh, won re-election. And then once his second election came to was coming to an end, he was running for the Senate and he won. Because <coughs> he's a known name. Yep. That's the reason he won. Let's be real. He won because he's a known name. Name recognition goes a long fucking way. Yeah. So let's see. Um, you okay? Oh, it's because it looks like looks like this is uh, the whole history of it. So, in 1994, Scott's Columbia purchased Tennessee headquartered HCA and its 100 hospitals and merged the companies. When he resigned as CEO in 1997, they had grown to more than 340 hospitals, 135 surgery centers, and 550 home health locations in 37 states and two foreign countries. Uh, employing over 285,000 people. Now, about his departure in 97. Uh, federal agents went public with an investigation into the company, first seizing records from four El Paso area hospitals, then expanding it across the country. 
In time, it became apparent that the investigation focused on whether Columbia HCA bilked Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, so he resigned as CEO in July 1997, less than four months after the inquiry became public and before the depth of the investigation became clear. Uh, company, I see, company executives said, had Scott remained CEO, the entire chain would, could have been in jeopardy. So he wanted to fight the federal government accusations. Uh, the corporate board of the, of the uh, publicly traded company wanted to settle. And settle they did. They agreed to pay $840 million in criminal fines and civil damages and penalties. Among the revelations of the, from the 200, uh, 2000 settlement, which all applied to when Scott was CEO. Here it is. Columbia billed Medicare, Medicaid, and other federal programs for tests that were not necessary or ordered by physicians. The company attached false diagnosis codes to patient records to increase reimbursement to the hospitals. Mm. The company illegally claimed non-reimbursable marketing and advertising costs as community education. And they billed the government for home health care visits for patients who did not qualify to receive them. Uh, they settled in a second series of similar... Oh, the government settled in a second series of similar claims with HCA in 2000 for an additional $881 million, total fine being $1.7 billion. Uh, also, Columbia HCA agreed to plead guilty to at least 14 corporate felonies. A corporate felony comes with financial penalties, but not jail time, since a corporation can't be sent to prison. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. You can always you can always trace it back. You can, I mean, technically, I, I you know I, I know that Rico is more of a racketeer influence and organized crimes kind of thing, but like, this is organized crime. Y'all could y'all could have recoed that shit and, and sent Rick Scott to prison, but white collar crime is 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 very different. And you know what makes a white collar crime? It's a white man. I mean that, and it being white, it being a white collar job. No, but I also, know it. Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> I know what a white collar crime is, but it's oh, usually white men, baby. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> At least in this country. I'm just saying, them kind of white collar crimes. You get caught doing this shit in Japan, and you're the CEO or the the CEO who resigned, whatever that shit. Yo, ass still going to jail. You 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 getting fines, but you going to jail too. You do this shit. I bet in South Korea too. You go to jail. Cut your hand off. Probably not that, but you know. <laughs> Being drastic. I know. Why would you play along with my drasticness? I don't man? know. You're on, a, you're on a roll today. For like the last minute or so, gosh. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to record this episode anymore. Fine, I'm going home. Goodbye. You. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's see. Oh, two were convicted of defrauding of the four. Okay, this is. There's four uh Florida-based Columbia HCA executives who were indicted. Two were convicted, of uh defrauding Medicare in 1999. And were sentenced to prison only to have those convictions overturned on appeal. Hmm. The uh, a third executive was acquitted, and the jury failed to reach a verdict on the fourth. Rick Scott was never indicted. 
Uh, he may have been a target from... He may have been a target, according to a news report from ABC from 97, but it never translated into charges. So, was Scott running Columbia HCA when it found itself the center of a massive federal investigation? Yes. Did the company pay a record $1.7 billion in government penalties and fines? Yes. Doesn't his wife run that now? I don't know, does she? We'll see in just a sec. As we checked in this item, uh, did his former company commit fraud? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, and the million-dollar question is, how much of the blame ultimately falls on Scott? That's an answer we can't provide. Hmm. That's an answer I'll give you anyway. None? A nice chunk. Oh, no, like, that, that, that's, like, supposed to fall on him. Oh, that's supposed to. A fat chunk of it. But does it? All of it? Nah, probably not. But also none of it? Yeah, fucking right. Come on, this uh, this idea that... That the CEO is the basically the dictator of the company, but uh, has full absolution from, you know, basically having signed off on fraud. Come on, to have committed that level of fraud, people weren't just doing that shit. It wasn't just staffers just writing wrong numbers just to make, the, just to make themselves look good because the company would have sold them out. If it was just lo- like a freaking entry level people, or not even entry level, but like mid level to low level anybody, the, the company would have sold out to protect their interests. The fact that this shit happens means executives are responsible for this shit. Anytime this shit happens, and um, it's some shit that like a, that like somebody who's not wealthy would go to jail for. Um, it's because the person who is wealthy did it. Tell him. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was another thing that Rick Scott was on. Let me see. Apparently, he blew a bunch of campaign money. Let me see. Let me see if the HuffPost will let me see this article without paying. Republicans demand to know what happened with the vanishing GOP millions. 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 Because <clears throat> remember, Rick Scott is the, isn't he the head of the NRSC, the National Republican Senatorial Committee? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a high-ranking Republican. It's not like he's just some guy. In fact, by now, you isn't he like higher ranking than Marco Rubio? Yeah. And Marco Rubio is the senior senator. He was already senator when uh when Rick Scott was elected. Even though Rick Scott is a ghoul who could probably be uh Michael Rubio's grandpa. And Michael Rubio is just a ghoul. Uh let's see. So Florida Senator Florida Senator Rick Scott, who has who chairs the NRSC, has been attacked by Republicans for featuring himself in ads and releasing a policy agenda that has caused trouble for the GOP. And leading to, oh, leading to quips that the NRSC stands for the National Rick Scott Committee. Yeah, what took y'all so long with that one? Mm. That one, that was like right there. Um, but let's see. How long is this ad?
The freaking thumbnail was like, okay. See, this. what is this? Ew. That man looks like the, what's his face? Who that I told you? He looks like the Grim Reaper, like. No, he reminds me of the guy from Harry Potter. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he who shall not be named. Yep. Okay, so it's a minute, so let's see. Rick Scott here with a report on how things are going in Democrat-controlled Washington. Remember this guy? He's one of the terrorists who bombed the Boston Marathon. He's in jail. How about this guy? He's the criminal doctor who molested all those female gymnasts also in jail. Guess what they have in common? They are criminals who receive stimulus checks from your tax dollars. Republicans tried to stop them, but every Senate Democrat voted to give stimulus checks to convicted criminals in jail. So the terrorists who maimed and killed people at the Boston Marathon, the pervert doctor who molested gymnasts, and thousands of other criminals got checks for $1,400, your money, courtesy of Senate Democrats. Well, um, they were tax-paying citizens, too, so... Isn't that their money? The, the fourteen hundred we got was our money back to us, right? So that was their money back to them, right? Not only that, I mean, their tax dollars. Your tax dollars already paying for their housing and their food and all their health care. That's that true. Getting in you prison. love them private prisons, so. so. And the private prisons have quotas. Uh, that basically don't they have don't they don't their quotas basically allow them to fine states if they don't have a certain amount of prisoners? Mm. So I don't know. Maybe if you got rid of the private prison, uh, you know, industrial uh, complex, and I don't know, made everything a federal or not a federal, but like a, a government prison that what's it called that you know that just has has shit up to par. I mean, because think about that. He named two heinous criminals and then said, and millions of other convicted felons. But not all convicted felons are equal. Or especially not convicted, you know, felonies. Um, how many of them just had, just had a bunch of marijuana? Hmm. You know, how many of them... Uh, you know, they were just bad in the past and they... They're reformed. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just we we know there's a bunch of nonviolent offenders and uh, even some even with violent offenders. I mean, you know, we're not fans of violence here, but I mean, some they've just got into altercations and landed you know landed in themselves in prison. Uh, in a system that's already against them. Uh, this is this is just a really weak commercial because you're talking about or a really really weak ad because you're just you're here talking about um oh they got stimulus checks as if they cease to be citizens they're they're in jail they're in they're in prison it's not like they're running afoul of the law they're where they're where they're supposed to be right okay so Here we go. We were, uh, the NRSC funds reportedly reach 173 million. 
this election cycle, but we're already down to 28.4 million by the end of June. Yeah, only a person like Rick Scott can 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 make that kind of money disappear like that. The committee spent more than $12 million on American Express card, uh, credit card payments with unclear purpose. I love that. Along with $13 million for consultants, meaning if, if, you're, if your unclear purpose is just barely less than your consultant's cost, yeah, you were fucking around with that money. So some, of that, some of that was on coke. Anyway, nine, $9 million on debt payments. Whose debts? I want to know whose debts, um, considering you want to talk about your money, because this is their money that they donated, that, that, that y'all fundraised, that y'all got from people. And granted, I'm sure mil- millions of that was, hell, I'm sure a majority of that for the Republicans, I'm sure a majority of that was from corporate interest. But, but. y'all said corporations are people too. That's that's what uh that's what Citizens United is like all about, right? Yeah. So by that measure, you should be accountable for that money, right? Now a but now a number of Republican candidates are struggling to raise money ahead of the general elections in November. Let's keep it real, uh, that it's that's also because they suck. Like um, <laughs> if you're a Republican. And especially if you're running for you, if if you're running for like U.S. House or U.S. Senate, especially if you're an incumbent and you're having a hard time raising money, it's probably because you suck. It's very likely that they suck. Mitch McConnell's not not uh, happy with him. Yeah, he's directed a sizable share of his and of his fundraising as NRSC chair to his own accounts while shifting digital revenue away from Senate campaigns and buying ads promoting himself that look all but identical to spots he does for the National Committee. Yeah, because he wants to be, uh, what is it, the minority whip. And he wants to set himself up to be, to be the leader of the Republicans in the Senate whenever McConnell retires. Yeah, let's keep it real. Just because he's in Florida and because he, he courts the DeSantis types doesn't mean that he's he is, you know, a Trump and DeSantis type. He is a McConnell Republican. He literally, all he, every time he's in the news, it's that he stole money. Anybody else was in the news that much for stealing money, they'd be in prison. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. All this traces back to his Rescue America plan. His Rescue America plan? That again is what cuts Medicaid and Medicare. Exactly. The one that he wants to make those discretionary spending so that uh, so that basically they have to pass... Congress has to, has to recreate Medicare. Or at least repass Medicare. Yeah. Um, they've wanted for a long time <laughs> to get rid of Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. They, they've wanted it so bad because 
that's huge government spending that they don't want to, you know, that, and, and it's, it's, it's money that they basically don't want spent there. Any government money they want spent, they want spent on austerity measures and um, on, um, on, on, on the defense budget. Yeah. Basically. That's what they like. And on giving on on finding ways to give big businesses tax breaks. They always say it's small businesses, but how much money did uh, the SBA end up paying out? Which the SBA is very much a government agency. Mm-hmm. How much money did they end up paying out to um, to big businesses? Oh. The PPP loans, like it helped a lot of small businesses, and it's very, it's very good that it did. But but the PPP loans also money, went to big corporations when it shouldn't have. And how many, how many small businesses had to close their doors during the pandemic? I mean, let's keep it real, because of the lack of the, the lack of, of that is that is the payment paycheck protection plan. And they, those businesses should have been getting that funding. Those, uh, the government should have the means to look out for small businesses, mm-hmm. but also to check big businesses. We always turn this into, you know, a, a we, we always want to see ourselves as the business person. And um, we, we just want, we just want our, we, we basically always wanted to surround ourselves. That's why. That that's why people. Um, I mean, that's why that's why the uh, increased taxes argument is always like weird because everybody thinks they're going to be rich. Nobody's going to be rich. <laughs> Only if you got a rich mommy and daddy. Yeah, but I mean, everybody thinks they're going to be rich, par- partially because they because everybody wants to be rich. Let's keep it real. Everybody, at the very least, wants enough money to not have day to day stresses. In the in the words of, was it? Gwen Stefani. If I was a rich girl. <laughs> if I have all the money in the world, I would be paying back my school loans. Yeah, that's the remix. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I gotta start paying my school loans soon. And oh, just, just, just thinking, just thinking of how much I have to pay back gets me so sad. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it gets me very well, sad. I'll cheer you up with this. Okay. WMAZ inviting you to a debate, and um, it's going to be on Mercer's campus on October 13th, but you had to respond. Did you oh, intend to be? Oh, I'm there? not going to respond to anything that, because, you know, that's not a debate. You know that. When you've got people that, that have contributed to his campaign, and it's in this room that only two people are going to see it on Sunday night, I think, NFL football. Like, God, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be statewide so everybody can see what it is, see the contrast between the two of us. I don't know how you can ask for anything better. That's like the rumble in the jungle. Everyone get a chance to see. He and I go at it because he's a sitting senator, and I'm from Riceville, Georgia. This little country boy that's not too smart, and I'm trying to... Oh, yeah, this little country boy who just happens to be ex-NFL football star Herschel Walker. Dude, shut the fuck up. Unseat a senator that has been there wrecking things. So I'm going to call him wrecking Ralph and stuff that he got to get to Savannah, Georgia to go up against Herschel Walker. And you ought to to tell him that. October the 14th, Savannah, Georgia, 
in front of an audience and he get to be statewide. He can't ask for nothing better than that. What's this guy's name? Herschel Walker. Isn't he the one who thought that the debate was on Sunday and it was actually programmed for Thursday? This is this is that that's that's what he's talking. That's what they're talking about. October thirteenth is a Sunday is, is a is a Thursday, y'all. Um, I, I mean, I'm just saying. Look, I would not have judged him for just looking at his phone. Oh, that's that. Oh, that's a Thursday. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Let's do it then. But but I want to do a statewide and then go on that little spiel that you went on that was just word salad. But your supporters would eat up. Um, he wants to call Raphael Warnock Reckon Rolf. Or Reckon Ralph. Um, I'm just saying. That would increase his profile. Is that profile. his wife next time? Have you seen his son with the freaking harassing, harassing, um, Kelani and the harassing the, uh, the Starbucks worker? With the no. get your drink and go, get your, like, he was, he was, was being a real asshole there. When you start hanging out with white people, you start thinking you're white. I, I don't think it's just that. I think it's also that. Well, I mean, he he definitely he definitely is a, is total pick me energy. Him and his son. But I think it goes beyond that too. Like, like think about um, think think about the way that that Kanye's pick me energy manifests. Mm. He wanted to all his all his stuff like about the slavery being a choice and all that stuff, like, he always tried to project and, like, talk about that he was being a free thinker. Yeah, it's all good. You can be a free thinker, but that doesn't mean your thoughts exist in a vacuum. Like, it doesn't mean you can just, like, lazily muse about, you know, whatever, oh, I think this, you know, uh, might be this way, because it feels good to think that way. Okay, but you can't start getting in people's face uh, because they say, hey, listen, you have a platform and you're saying nonsense. Uh, you know, it would be really cool if you were to use your platform a little more responsibly because, you know, you're getting, you're getting people to, to believe nonsense or to endanger themselves I don't know where Herschel Walker was with the with the masks. I don't know where he was with the with stuff during uh, the height of COVID. That's why not. Oh yeah, actually, why not? Let me read to you his position on school shooting and gun control. Oh jeez. In the aftermath of the Robb Elementary school shooting that resulted in the death of nineteen children and two teachers. Walker was asked about his position on solutions to school shootings. He replied, Cain killed Abel. You know, and that's a problem that we have. And I say we need to do, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. He said, he then said he supported a department that can look at young men's, young men that's looking at women, that's looking at social media. Wait, what? He also supports increased government spending on mental health care as a partial solution to gun violence. When asked about his position on gun control legislation, he replied, what I'd like to do is see it and everything and stuff. What? Okay, I hate... I, I remember that. I hate when they do that. We need to see it. We need to see, like... 
see what? No, what's your position? I need to see the legislation. I need to see the legislation so I can so I can react. He's very pro, That's what they do. Pro military. He is a he is a reactionary. He has he is just like Trump. That is why Trump that's why Trump likes him because he's a conservative reactionary who has a big profile. He doesn't have views he doesn't have views of his own. He is how is he different what the fuck was that? How is how is that different from uh from Trump, I have to see. I have to see. How is that different from McConnell? Uh, what's your platform? We'll tell you when you, when we win. You want to know? <laughs> I like how they state this. So he married his college sweetheart, Cindy, in 1983. They have okay. a son named Christian. After 19 years of marriage, they divorced in 2002. He also has two additional sons and a daughter who he did not publicly, publicly acknowledge Ooh. before his 2022 U.S. Senate campaign. Ooh. He did so in June 2022, one day after the Daily Beast reported on one of his additional sons. That month, during a conference, he said that he never denied having four children. I mean, okay. And then the Daily Beast reported that he had lied in his, to his 2022 Senate campaign about how, how many children he had. Jeez, didn't, um, yeah, okay. Here. And then he said, you know, prior to publicly acknowledging his own children, in a 2020 interview, he said that fatherless households were a major, major problem in African-American communities. Mm. I wonder how your right. fatherless children feel. That that pot uh and that kettle really really looking at like right now. Oh damn, he had domestic abuse allegations. Yeah, I was just gonna play the ad. Yo. Do you think you know Herschel Walker? Well, think again. Listen to what his ex-wife had to say about him. His eyes would become very evil. The guns and knives. I got into a few choking things with him. The first time he held the gun to my head, he held the gun to my temple and said, he's going to blow my brains out. And that's for Republican voters against Walker. That's Republican accountability pack. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, but that's, that's, I mean, how much, how much is that going to really hurt his profile among Republican voters? Uh, I mean, I, we can't say all of them, but like there's a sizable proportion of them that don't care about this. Mm-mm. But hey, this ought to be the straw that breaks the camel's back for the ones that do. Yeah. So if you, if I, I, I'll, if, if this makes you, it, it, it's, it's tough because, because things are so polarized. I mean, shit's. Just kind of polarized to the way it was like back in the 1880s, where it was um, the parties themselves are so similar and it really comes down to the candidate. And it's intense, very so. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end things here. Bless you, baby. Thank you, baby. Republican voters against Walker. Yep. Revol. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yep. Um. This is this is an important race. 
keep in mind, y'all, important Senate races. We want we want Demings to to get Rubio the fuck out of here. We want Did Warnock. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah, we want Warnock to get or to keep Walker yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. We want Fetterman to to make sure Oz stays the fuck out of here. Stay in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you run again run run in, run in Jersey? Cause he can't win. <laughs> Especially after this. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah. By the time you guys hear this, uh, the Florida primaries will have, you know, been done. But keep in mind just the very important Senate races. Which we'll talk a little bit about in the next episode. Yeah, next week I think we'll go in detail about all of that. Absolutely. So make sure you follow. At the Freak Show Podcast. Oh, boom. Make sure you follow. Cyrix MC. Oh, boom. Also. Super underscore Elsie. That's right. And of course. Mama.Elsie.Flan. Add some sweetness, sweetness to, to your, your life. life. Yeah. Oh. Two sick. weekends in a row. Got me on the speaker. 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 What as we go live with the freak show jam? What as we go live with the freak show jam? Woo! You choked this time, not me.